So this is the optimistic realist MD, um, Dr. James Slew. I'm Mr. Nick Link. To start off, I uh, just want to thank everybody who has supported our, our uh, project from last week about uh, uh, sending us a picture signifying your last grateful moment or just any grateful moment. Uh, I think we've received a lot of positive comments about it. Um, you know, I received a comment that, uh, you know, just thinking about the, the subject, just thinking of finding something to represent your last grateful moment just made them feel very grateful. Mm -hmm. And I and I think that gives them gives them a a, uh, a a moment to just reflect on the happy times. And to realize that there's more happy times to come, you know, so. Right. Right, right. So, 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 so that was the whole point of doing the project. The whole point of the project is to bring a little bit of joy in this uh, difficult period, which, uh, well, we're all optimistically hoping will end soon. Yes. But, yeah. And I, and I think to come out of it stronger is again to focus on the positive things and not so much on the negative things. Exactly. Um, and that's kind of so, what our episode's about today, because. We know that coming out of this thing, things aren't going to go back to how they were. Um, but as you and I were discussing, I think there's going to be a lot of good changes that are going to be made. Right. And actually, um, what triggered this topic was my therapist actually sent me a quote from Brene Brown um, that just kind of hit home to me. And then I sent it to Dr. Lou and, you know, I think kind of hit home in certain areas for you, too. And like, that's just what we wanted to discuss. So. Yeah. So, so for uh, viewers out there who don't know who Brene Brown is, um, she's definitely more famous than we are. Way famous. <laughs> <laughs> Got many books. You know, uh, New York Times top-selling books on. Um, and I think her background, I think she said, was a uh, was a social worker. Mm -hmm. And and uh, and about ten years ago, she also gave a TED talk on the importance of of uh, courage and vulnerability. I I think it's probably one of the the most watched TED talks. Yeah, check it out. It's really good. It's, and it's short. It's only ten minutes, but she right. hits home with a lot of good points. Right. So so I guess we'll we'll start out with this uh, quote that that was sent to you. I don't know if you. Uh, if you want to read it to the to the viewers, you're making me read out loud. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, um, yeah. That's because I'm not the teacher. I can't yeah. read. <laughs> you're probably better than I am. Even I'm a teacher. <laughs> All right. So what she says was, "We will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Um, our pre-corona existence was not normal. Other than we normalized greed, inequality, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection." confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. We should not long to return, my friends. We are, begin, uh, we are being given an opportunity to uh, stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. So, um, yeah, you want to start or do you want me to start? <laughs> this quote has sort of uh, reinforced what we suspected all along. We had multiple discussion about this. Mm -hmm. about how um, this this whole isolation period uh, gives us a chance to reflect back on what on our lives on ourselves you know seeing uh, really help us reinforce what is important you know things that are extraneous 
things that could have been done better. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it, and it, and it purpose to be. That's another big thing too. You know, right. right. And I, I, I think in the end is you, you just get to realize, you know, what you're doing in our daily lives, what's important, what's not important. And the hope is that we all come out of, come out of this um, realizing that and making some positive changes to our, to our lifestyle to reflect it. Yep. I feel like we actually, as a human race, needed this to happen because it was just, I don't know, like even – even I'm realizing after this is that I was working way too much, you know, and I was doing a lot of stuff I enjoyed, but I was working like, you know, two, three days after school, I was working Saturdays and Sundays. And I mean, it wasn't all day, but it was, you know, all week and I was getting exhausted. And part of me was just, well, I mean, my teaching job, I just love because it just gives me so much purpose and it's very fulfilling and rewarding um, as I'm sure you feel similar because you're helping your patients out. And I can never be involved in a career that's just about me making money. I need to feel like I'm providing a service and service to society. You know, like even though I have like 130 students, if I could reach like five of them. Like that's what drives me. That's my purpose, you know. And this time off has just really made me not only really miss teaching, but realize that that's what I want to do. And that's why we started this podcast up to hopefully get our word out there and to help more people. And it's just, I, I can never have a job that didn't involve helping society in some way. And this time off really made me realize that more like I'm just stressing and struggling with the, doing this virtual teaching. It's not working as good as in-person teaching, but like other teachers aren't stretching, uh, stressing, but I am because I really care about it and want my kids to do well. I think I told you the other day, I found out that my kids are still taking one of the AP exams and I was told that it weren't going to be. So now I'm like, Oh, I got to figure out a way to get this content, you know, to them in a less watered down manner. And I brainstormed and I figured out something and it's, it's got me motivated, you know, so, cause I want to help them. So, um, yeah, so that's like one thing kind of showed, I kind of learned from this whole situation. Even for me too, is I, you know, interestingly, I was just telling my, uh, my 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 wife the other day, you know, of the twelve years that I've been practicing these past few weeks, I've actually been happy. There's a just a lot less distraction, and for the first time, I actually feel like I'm in the present. I'm feeling happy. Um, I'm not crushed with all the administrative work that I usually have um, mm-hmm. at, at work. And, and and when I tell, you know, and I and when I tell my staff this is, you know, a lot of them don't really believe me as I tell them, look, I spend basically 18 hours a day in front of a computer all day, you know, and and and, and that's uh, that's that's on top. And, and, you know, of course, that's also including the time that I spend seeing patients. But the time I spend seeing patients is a minority of time of the day that I actually uh, spent doing work because the rest of the day I'm in front of the computer I'm charting I'm filling out paperwork I'm going through 
um, you know, going through thousands of blood tests and, you know, it's just every day there's just this looming cloud over you and you feel like this, uh, this crushing weight on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. So, so, so even when I go on vacations, you know, a lot of times I, I think my kids can feel it is that I'm not present because I have these, you know, 10 million things in my mind that I'm, that I'm thinking of that I have to get done and I have to do. Um, even on weekends, um, I, I used to work on weekends. I, you know, when I first started my practice, I used to do, you know, full day private practice, uh, five days a week. On top of that, I used to round on three different hospitals. And, and that also includes the weekends. I used to round on hospitals on the weekends, but as my kids get older, I decided that, you know, I want to be more, more present. But the problem mm -hmm. now is even though I don't have active office hour time on the weekend is I'm still not present for them yeah. because I still have all this work I have to get done. And, and, the, and for, uh, for the, the viewers out there that have seen the, the uh, interview I had with my daughter, you know, towards the end, she, she, she mentioned that I'm always on my, on my computer doing my thingy. <laughs> And she was wearing pajamas. That, that's right, right. That, that pajamas. <laughs> but, but but it makes you realize is that they 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 know these things. You know, they 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 realize these things that 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 even even when you're physically present, you're not mentally present for your family. Yeah. Um. And and that's something uh, that's been consistent for I would say the past twelve years, and then these past few weeks. I've been able to get out of work a little bit earlier. I've been having dinner with my family, which I usually only get to do on the weekends. Mm. Well, that's a big positive. You know, I, I enjoy sitting there. We eat, we talk, you know, yeah. actually having a real discussion. Um, just being more present, you know, when doing things with my kids. Like yesterday, I sat and I watched a movie, you know, watched one of the cartoons with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something I haven't done in a while, because usually when I'm watching cartoons with her, I either have my laptop on the side, yeah. I'm like yeah. doing work, I'm looking at my email, I'm looking, you know, to do things on the side. And I actually, like, I had a similar experience with that, too, because, um, I mean, I live alone and I'm single, but even when I watch movies now during the day, I'm, it's been like, like, I'm like a huge Marvel movie fan, so it's, I've seen these movies so much, but when I watch them now, I'm just fully like focused and I'm picking up these details that I never had before because like I would be on my phone like you know like, like constantly like you know uh answering emails for like like other little side gigs that I have and it's it's not like that anymore and it's it's yeah that's an excellent point it's a little things like that I'm realizing well it's like you know watching a movie it's it, it's it's, a, it's it's having the movie in the background as background noise <laughs> <laughs> That's what it used to be for me. Now that I'm actually watching it, like, this is great. <laughs> but even you know, like reading too, I'm able to sit down and like a bunch of books I'm reading, and I just I not be able to focus that long, and I could just read for like like an hour now and be like, wow, I never used to be able to, because I would always be thinking about the next thing I have to do, you know. And like, I mean, just uh, for example, I was doing like, um. With teaching, I was also advising the astronomy club. Um, I was tutoring two days a week at school. 
after school, I was private tutoring one day a week and I was running the GED uh, exams. And I was, that was uh, two weekends a month, all right? But I also had to do it at the jail, which like every other month was another two weekends. Uh, and I just realized next year, I'm just gonna do one extra thing and that's it. You know, and I'll probably do the GED thing because I could schedule my own hours, it's flexible. And it's funny because I used to think that like, I need to do all this stuff because I'm young and I have the energy and um, like it's just to uh, save up the money, you know, while well, might as well do it. And I think you remember about two months ago, we started talking, I was like, yeah, by like six o'clock, I just crash, you know? And you're like, well, you do wake up at 5 a.m. And it's true, you know, <laughs> but even now, like I'm still waking up early, but even at night, I just, I'm more, I'm not like energized, like I still can fall asleep fine, but I'm not like crashing, you know? And I really think it was because I was just taking on too much. My would always say like, they're like, why do you work so much? I was just like, cause I can, you know? And like now I'm realizing I wanna enjoy like my time. And like, you know, I put a lot of work into my house. I wanna enjoy my house, you know? And little things like going for walks and nature and just mm -hmm. other things to life besides working all the time. Right. And I think as a society, especially Americans, we're always go, 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 work, 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 and very impatient. They want things done like yesterday. And I think part of me was kind of like that. And just, this has really slowed me down and just made me focus on like, you know, the bigger picture type things. I, I think this is how we're brought up, you know, I was brought up in a pretty traditional Chinese household and you know, everything is gauged according to success. So, so from a young age on, everything you did had a purpose. Okay, yeah. every everything you did is to get you to the next stage of life. Okay, yeah. So, so you know, going through elementary school, your your goal is to get the best grades so you can go to the best junior high, go to the best high school. After high school, get into the best college you can. And then from there, get into, you know, for me, getting into medical school and getting into, um, uh, and then going into a medical career. So, 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 so it's like, you know, from, from early on in life is that you're, you know, you, you were sort of conditioned, you know, I was conditioned that, that everything you do is for a purpose. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, everything so, you need to do is to get to the next level. Right, right. Even even any extracurricular activities you do, you know, you don't do extracurricular activities just to have fun. You're you're doing extracurricular activities to be able to get you into your next goal in life. But then you start realizing is, well, there's there's never and and I mentioned this in my in my interview with Dr. Luna too, is I I I think that that uh, belief that you're always working to get to the top. You know, I always think that the top is a fallacy. There's no such thing as the top. <laughs> it's like, funny. When I used to read these um, books when I was like in college, they were saying, like, you know, um, you always want to keep reaching for the next level, like we were just saying, but then that means you're never going to be satisfied with your life, you know? So there's like two sides of the coin and I mean, I used to live that way and believe that. And now, like, I'm I'm not. It's, like, where I'm at, like, I want to just start slowing down and enjoying, like, I used to actually work a lot 
as a distraction because I thought I would get really anxious by myself. And I've been by myself a lot these last four or five weeks and I'm okay with it. I actually like it, you know, and it's this whole like has made me realize this. And I've always been like, I've always been, if I was given something I need to do, I wanted it done yesterday. That's the kind of type of person I was. And I'd be like 150% until it's done. I mean, I'm still kind of like that when I have a task, but it was always taking on too many tasks, you know? So now I know I just need to, you know, not overextend myself, which I think you can definitely relate to and most Americans still do as well. Yeah. So this closes down as a nation, especially New York City. It's crazy. <laughs> Well, it and it's and and you can see the impact of uh, of this virus on our current day society, especially if you have a society that's built on greed and materialistic wealth, and and that your goal is to achieve as much materialistic wealth as you can. Well, you can see how big of an impact that having this virus could be, because now everything is shut down. And yeah. businesses are shut down, stock markets are tanking. You concentrate too much on, you know, on one purpose, you know, which I think with uh, uh, Renee Brown's quote is that if you concentrate too much on just greed and materialistic wealth, which and now that's gone, yeah. right, and and all of a sudden that's gone, then then you feel like you don't, you know, all of a sudden you've gone from having everything to to almost having nothing. Yeah. And 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 this is why it's very important to start building on other equities, if you want to put it in that sense, you know, other equities that you can um, add as a as something to fall on if mm -hmm. in, in, in if everything else is not working, you know, in 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 the uh, in the finance world, this is called diversifying. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it's like diversifying your emotional tolls. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Telling you the and my, my therapist gave me about like you know he views life as building your mosaic. You know, and like he, you may have, feel like you have one sole purpose. Like I, aging, so I feel like it's one of my sole purposes. But I feel like there's other things that I can do that'll like nourish my mind or just give me satisfaction and like other hobbies you know that just make you happy and you need to build on that and just kind of build your mosaic and not just focus on that one thing because if that one thing goes you're going to be lost you know and so no it's a good point yeah i think for 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 both of us i i i think we've come to some realization during this period of time of what's important you know yeah and, and changing a career. I mean, starting this podcast, for example, I I thought of starting this months ago, okay, mm -hmm. but I never but I never did start it because I was afraid of if I start putting out these opinions in public, what would other people think about it? You know, or you know, I, I don't know, um, you know, the comments that we will be receiving. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, okay, but. No, I'm just like, well, I'm just going to put it out there. We'll see what happens. That's, that's vulnerability right there, right? So you're worried about it be good or bad, but you just, you just got to do it sometimes, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, that's really a good point about life is just 
everyone's vulnerable, you know, and you just got to know that, but kind of do it anyway, you know? I guess the biggest thing is we don't know how long this is going to last, you know, which I, I think that uncertainty itself causes anxiety. Um, but I think if we yeah, all, think. yeah, but I think if we all can just slow down and just focus on the present, yeah. you know, focus on things that you can do now, um, it is going to take that edge off. You know, and and uh, uh, getting that into the mindset that whatever is going to happen tomorrow is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You have no control over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they said multiple times, you know, CDC is that the virus will have its own timeline. You know, mm-hmm. it's nothing that humans can really control what the timeline of the virus is. So if you keep anticipating that end date, and it keeps getting stretched further and further and further, is that that's going to induce more and more anxiety. And depression, too. Because if right. you're like, oh, by May 15th, things are going to go back to normal. We get to May 15th and things aren't normal. I mean, that's when depression starts to kick in. I think there was actually, my therapist told me, there was a study done on prisoners. And they were told that, you know, by Christmas, they were all going to be released and then Christmas came and then passed and then they studied the rates of depression. And like, I think it went up by like 80% or something like that. So picking a a date when this is all going to end and hoping for that, I don't think is a good idea. You just kind of got to take one day at a time and do what you can, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and just really just focusing on, on, on things you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Things you can control and things you can't just accept. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So, but it's always it's always fun. I said yeah, it's always fun, always fun focused on the present, yeah. having a discussion with you. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> yeah. If you have any questions or topics you want us to discuss, uh, definitely email us those too because we would love to address any questions or topics that you think you'd be interested in. Let's talk about. <laughs> right. All right. Enjoy your day. Sue, Doctor. Always a pleasure. All right. Go be present. You too. Bye.